0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Brand Your Practice podcast, where you get to learn about branding, marketing, and scaling your private practice. I'm Brent Stutzman, and today we're going to be talking about how becoming patient-first sets you apart from your competition. And to help me do that is Jackie Martin, principal at Branch Strategy. It's a full-service digital marketing agency that focuses on helping healthcare companies create engaging, patient-first experiences. Welcome to the show, Jackie.
1: Thanks so much. Appreciate it.
0: Now we're going to be talking about how becoming a patient first uh, private practice can set you apart from the competition. But first, Jackie, user experience, client experience is becoming an important topic for most businesses. So how did you get into helping healthcare companies and providers uh, put their clients first as it relates to their uh, experience as a patient?
1: Yeah. So the, you know, it's kind of gone through this, uh, names, right. We've always called this something different as the internet has evolved, but it started, you know, back in the early two thousands, there was a discipline called information architecture. And my mm-hmm. early, early work was with pharmaceutical companies. And it was funny because the FDA at this time was requiring them to have a website. And these, uh, brand managers would hand us essentially a pile of, of brochures, that they would use in their sales materials to the physicians for their, for the different pharmaceutical brands. And so it was kind of like, Hey, here you go. Can you make a website? And in the information architect role is that gathering information and reorganizing it in a way that makes sense for the web. And that's really where a lot of this stuff started is, Hey, can we take these offline materials and make it applicable for a website? And then that grew closer into 2007, 2008, into the UX discipline, um, which is user experience. And that really was wireframing. So all of a sudden we started looking at interactions and like, well, what does somebody click on? Um, Where should your navigation be? What does a subpage level level navigation look like? What subpages should you even have? And so that discipline kind of started to grow away from IA into UX. And then as we started getting in, you know, past 2010 into this uh, to the next decade, we even started to um, see how the UX discipline of kind of wireframing every single page on the website started to also go away because it was really inefficient and it was Mm -hmm. lacking other things such as copy. And and so the disciplines itself have really evolved. Um, And then around 2015, 2017, um, the idea of digital strategy as a competency started to emerge, and the words digital transformation, and it's that kind of final. It almost came in this full circle where you start with how do we take offline materials and make them work digitally, and then now a digital transformed practice is one who's digital digital first in the sense that there is no you know we're no longer just doing patient brochures. We may only do things digital, and that really took about twenty years to fully come around where we are now putting digital things first that is the new ux as a discipline that's how it's working but we still can get stuck in our old ways and that's the idea of patient first which is we can make a website it can look really pretty it it can even have you know Um, good pictures, good words, but if it's not meeting the needs of your patient, if it's not helping them find care, if it's not helping them do what they need to do, if it's not solving their problem, then it's not going, it's not worth investing in. And so it's that, that kind of history of how things have, have um, come and brought us to this point, which is how can we, how can we do this better?
0: Got it. Yeah, man. There's so much in there as you were sharing. I was like, yeah, you're right. And so I I was writing down a few ideas to things to touch on, especially for small private practice owners, because in this industry now, what you're what you are in, healthcare companies, insurance, healthcare insurance companies, they are paying big bucks to get this right, because yeah. they need to innovate, they're seeing their comp- competitors, like fly by them. And they're like, we need to get digital first. That's like the mindset now that they have to have. So mm-hmm. yeah, okay, you want to cap,
1: yeah. capture your patients where they are, like what has their attention,
0: right? And it's their, and... it's
1: their phone. That's what, <laughs> that's what has their attention. So that's where our patients are and we have to go find them there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Before I jump in, I just had all these ideas, but let's go ahead. Cause I know there's some things you want to share about how becoming patient first sets you apart from your competition. So why don't you jump in and uh, let's start that conversation.
1: Yeah, there, I think one of the hardest things as a, well, really two things as a, as a private practice you have, number one, doctors didn't get into medicine to be small business owners. (laughs) (laughs) And and that's a really tough thing because all of a sudden you graduate from med school and you need to, you are running a business. And even if you start looking at like a medium-sized practice, um, you know, it's, it's hard. It's just, there's a lot of business stuff that has to happen. There's a lot of marketing. And now all of a sudden you have to know all these things. And also, by the way, you are still practicing medicine. (laughs) And so that's that's just an incredibly tough place to be. Mm -hmm. And so you can, you know, you want to outsource this stuff. And so you go and you start to become this, you know, project manager where you've got somebody making a website and then you've got a videographer who's going to come do some videos for, and you start to have to kind of manage this. And then what you're left with at the end is a bunch of things. You have assets. You've created a lot of digital assets. You think you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, but they're not really working together. They're not, they're not meeting your, the needs of your patients. And that's where that idea yeah. of becoming patient first comes into play because we start to shift the way that we look at it where we say, well, I need a website so patients can find me so I can make money. I need a social media profile so patients can come see what I'm about so they can come, uh, come to me so I can make money. Mm. And that's not wrong. There's nothing wrong with that, but that will cloud our ability to make the best decisions about where we spend our time and money in terms of marketing and business. And so we have to shift that to say, no, what does the patient, what does the patient want what are they looking for? Because we see their ideal state typically is, um, so let's take a OB an OBGYN. They say, um, okay, well, what actually what our patient wants is a good birth. No, that is not what your patient wants. She wants to be eight weeks post-delivery at her house and healthy. That's actually mm. her, her goal. And that's a really subtle shift because... You see it as her interaction with with healthcare as her end goal, but really her in, her interaction is is her with her family and her child, and so there's a shift, right? There's a mental shift we have to take, and it's the same way for us as consumers. You know, when you go to the grocery store, you're not looking for um, this kind of tertiary benefits of like I'm I'm looking for a clean, well organized store. I want to really like my a grocery, grocery story. It's like, no, I want to get food tonight because I have to make dinner and I got to get at home and get my kids fed before we go off to this next thing. So all of a right. sudden, these subtle shifts in how we start looking at it will completely change the way that we approach our digital strategy. And that's really patient first is is, is making that mental shift. So now all of a sudden, all of these fractured things that you've invested time and money in, Start. You start to get a lot of clarity in terms of priority and you start meeting the actual needs of your patients instead of trying to just grow your business.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's so fascinating. And, and, and you know, as, as we both are trained in the story brand guide ways, um, that's something that I, I – I talk to my uh, clients about is that your your website needs to show images and pictures about that success, what that looks Mm -hmm. like. It's not so much uh, a quick and easy birth, but it's like home and healthy, and you're with your family, and you're newborn, and everyone's smiling. Like that's that's the end goal. That's her goal. Yeah, that's 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 her her
1: goal. And then you're just a way to to facilitate that. And the reason why this is so important, and we talk about this so much in the story brand framework, but we exist to solve a problem. But most of the time, we misdiagnose the problem because we're still seeing the problem through the lens of our business instead of seeing it through the lens of the person. And I, you know, healthcare is so interesting um, in terms of, you know, at the end of the day, what is their goal? And almost always it's I just want to, I want to be able to garden and not have my knees hurt. I want to be able right. to, you know, make it another year with my terminal cancer. I want to all of a sudden, right, these are the the goals. And so having those identify with your patients actually, believe it or not, will help you run a better social media account. It will help you have a better website. It's going to help you execute these tactics where it does actually set you apart from the, your competitors.
0: Yeah, because it also will tell you, It'll also guide you what words you should be putting on your website and on your social media, not just the images, but it's, yeah. but it's the words as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And Amazon does this when they have a product, they actually are required to do what's called a, um, I think they call it a narrative and they have to write out from a customer perspective. How does this feature benefit them? How does this, mm. how does it benefit somebody because even data unification and, all of these more complex things that we can have to tackle and integration with, you know, electronic health records and all this stuff. At the end of the day, we have to see what benefit does it offer to our patients? Because if that benefit's not there, it can really help align us in our priorities. Um, Cause we can again, spend time and money on the wrong things that are not the best things for our patients because it doesn't move the needle for them. Um, and, you know, I was doing a, a usability study for a national uh, urgent care center and we had an online check-in. And um, in talking to their patients, we have to be really careful when we try to identify problems. And I always say, if you were to go back to 2005 uh, and you are standing out there in Chicago and you're waiting for a cab in the rain, and I walk up to you as a researcher and I say, you know, Brent, what do you, what would you, what do you need to make this better? You're going to say an umbrella. You are not going to answer, I would like an app on a smartphone where I can see my taxi cabin real time, which is can <laughs> automatically connected to my credit card. You know, you cannot ask your customers what their problems are. You can't ask your patients, what do they struggle with? That's your job. Like us mm-hmm. as professionals have to figure that out, but we can understand what are their struggles. And then we can figure out how digital can make their lives better. And that's that gray area where you have to have the right partners in place because Uber, which is the answer to the rain question, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, could have, could have said, well, they just need an umbrella, but they, they used digital to solve a problem. And that's mm. why we have to identify the right problem. So we can then identify the right solution using digital, you know, assets.
0: Yeah. Oh, I would love to hear an example of that so that we can kind of, cause we, we talked some theory. Do you have an example of A client you helped or what you've seen out there in the marketplace that they've, they just like nailed it other than, or like something in the healthcare uh, industry. Um, Do you have something that you could share on that?
1: Yeah. Like how, what, what kind of a problem that was identified?
0: That's right. Yeah. Problem that was identified and then they kind of used this digital first uh, uh, strategy mindset to actually solve that problem.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I had a hospital client who they wanted to, um, build a new services section for their website so what services does the hospital offer and the problem is is that they had a, a you know an antiquated solution it was about five years old and um what's funny about healthcare, right is that um typically we tend to look at um we offer these services this is what we do but care is very personal it's very very mm-hmm. personal And so if I, and I always use this example to help kind of facilitate this idea. So if you are shopping for a red shirt for your son, he has to take one to school the next day and you go to Target or Walmart and you filter boys t-shirts, size medium, red, and they have no results. You're going to assume, right? Walmart doesn't offer it. And I'm going to go to a competitor or Target, whoever. Mm -hmm. Healthcare, we like to put services out on our website and then we just like pick our our pet ones, maybe we like it, or we have a physician on our team that specializes it. But if I'm looking, if I'm going to an ortho practice and I have scoliosis and you guys, they, they treat it, but it just doesn't never received enough attention to get a, a place on the services section. Your patients are going to assume that you don't do it. If mm. you go to a website and they don't list your thing, I could care less that you're rated number one in Atlanta for ortho, I don't care. Because if you don't treat scoliosis, I don't. I could care less about your hip surgeries. And so care is personal. And so what happened is, is we start going down this path of how can we make services better. But we had to take it back to the patient and say, hmm. you know what? If we don't list every single service, then that inherently we, we're failing. Because yeah. our hospital offers these products and services and we need to list it. Hmm. And so what happened is, is it completely... It completely changed our approach to services so instead of doing the traditional like here's ortho and these are the top 10 things that we do and by the way yes. we're ranked in you you know uh you know whatever newspaper right is the top whatever it is <laughs> uh, that would be that was more of the same we would have mm. created a different version of the services section that was kind of the same as the one that they had five years ago but it just looked prettier it just like looked a little bit better but by making it patient first what we discovered through usability testing and through talking to patients is that we had them go through the current services section and they were going they actually saw spine surgery and knee surgery and they assumed that it that, that it was body part surgery mm. but cuz they didn't know that spine surgery is an actual specialty and knee surgery is a specialty as defined by this hospital And so they just assumed they were looking for um, hip surgery, I think is what we were having them look for. So they were in the H's. And so when we switched it to be patient first, it completely revolutionized the end product. And we said, okay, yes, we need to have specialties listed on the website. We need to have services pages. But at the end of the day, we have to go all the way to ICD-10 codes and pull all the services that we actually offer and group them and at least list it. So if I type mm. in scoliosis, we, may not, we don't have to have a big fancy page for scoliosis, but just like that Walmart example, we need to at least list that we offer it because we do see a decent number of patients come through our doors that we treat for this. Yeah. And so it was a shift in our thinking to say, how can we make a services page patient first? And at the end of the day, I need to see my, my thing I'm looking for yeah. here, here. Otherwise I'm going to assume that you don't, that you don't do it. And I'm going to go to the next website. And that's, that's the shift, right? That helps us get better at meeting the needs of our patients.
0: Okay. So that's great. That, that's so helpful. And I'm, I'm, I'm a bit relieved and I'm now I'm also challenged for the clients that I support. I'm like, all right, am I actually clear in that listing it? Because you're right. Um, we all go shopping, whether it's for t-shirts or for healthcare and we want to see that Your thing. They, have a, they have our size and color yes. <laughs> yeah. sure that we need. And, um, and we you know, tend I, to
1: overthink it because we think we have to do this big production. you know. But if you have a page on heart valves and you just list heart valve conditions under yeah. kind of like towards the bottom, mm-hmm. at least they know, oh, he treats my condition. This cardiologist yeah. treats my condition. And that's what that's all they need. Then they'll call. Cause that's what you're, that's what your competitors aren't doing. Yeah. They're not, they're not listing their actual services. And that's, yeah. isn't that why we go to a doctor's website? Yeah. <laughs> Can or, you help or, me? You know?
0: And it's, it's fascinating. Cause then when you get to that service page, they just kind of talk about themselves, not so much mm-hmm. how they help them. So even the copy around that, something yes. I, I, I changed, I actually started modeling the websites that I build the, the um, individual profile page. So I, I, what I, I believe every, every clinician, healthcare worker, you can brand those clinical skills, right? So we talked about doctors, healthcare workers, whoever it might be, they're spending thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars learning these skills, but they have no way idea to actually take those clinical skills and then market them. And, but, but they, you know, they get a lot of debt, but they have no actually how to stand out from that competition. And so one thing I did was I started, um, I took an e-course, an e-commerce course. I don't even do e-commerce, but I just learned on it. It was like a Facebook ads course. And they opened up the product and they basically said, here is how we high converting makeup line product pages. And I was like, how do I take that product page that's converting and basically turn that into a clinician page? And my goodness, like we just saw intakes. And, And here's what happens. People are like, I want to work with so-and-so because I saw their video on their page. I think we'll be a great fit. Like they are self-selecting the people they now want to work with, like cutting down barriers to entry, like crazy. And it was all through just like, okay, we see in the e-commerce world how people are shopping for mark, uh, for makeup. The same thing goes with people are shopping for healthcare providers. Like they just want to.
1: It's absolutely right. And that's why I challenge any of the hospitals I work, any practices to always say, like, stop, stop making excuses. Healthcare is not different. Like I am so tired of people who say, well, healthcare is different. Healthcare is no, we actually shop for healthcare in the very same way that we're looking for a restaurant. We're looking for, I want to see what does the outside of the restaurant look like? What does the inside of the restaurant look like? What kind of, what does the food look like? Right. What is the quality? Is it good reviews? Do I know mm-hmm. what to expect? Is it, you know, and, and even more so when you're trusting, especially if you start getting into pediatrics, you know, you're trusting mm. your child with this person or yes. your elderly, elderly parent. And so all of these things matter. And so healthcare is not different. We just like to make excuses so that way we can, you know, get away from having to hold ourselves to the same accountability um, and level of standards that like a more B2C traditional e-commerce or other, professional services are, but we're not different. And so we do. I, I think that's a great way to look at it, which is in the same way you're shopping for makeup is the same way that somebody is going to be evaluating. Um, and I think it's fearful because at the end of the day, the product is the doctor. And so it's right. scar- It's scary. And, I, and that's okay to feel that way, to be like, I don't want honest reviews <laughs> because I'm always going to have dis- dissatisfied customers. And it's like, yeah, you are. You're always going to have ticked off patients who go online and write things. But how do you Mm -hmm. handle that? How do you respond? Yeah, Um, You know, and those are the things that are important.
0: Oh, my goodness. It's so fascinating. Yeah, because I also said, look, Amazon has taught us how to shop we put something in the computer, it generates a result. And the first thing we do is we look at the stars, (laughs) how many stars they have. The second thing we do is look at how many reviews it has. And that is like the primary driver of our purchasing decisions. And so when I work with private practices, I'm like, look, your Google, my business page is like your number one social media right now. You need to get your review counts up and there's lots of creative ways to do that. Um, because of HIPAA issues. So what I usually say is like, look, if past clients aren't leaving reviews, that's fine. You get your friends and family, former colleagues, professors, just going on there saying that you are a competent whatever, like just say yeah. that you trust them. And then that those stars go up and the review counts go up. And then with one or two bad reviews come in, it doesn't completely tank your quote unquote product, your service, right? So it's just really getting that social proof is now becoming such an important thing in that digital first as people go shopping, they're looking for social proof. They're looking for reviews, testimonials, those stars. So I always say, you know, if you don't have a website, then get your Google My Business page going and get that yeah. dialed in because that's how people are shopping. They're going to their phone, they're typing things on the internet. That's how they're, that's the first place they're going.
1: Well, and and, and I, you know, and even just talking to your patients about it, like when you go in, start asking them, how did you find me? you know, and and if they have a positive experience, you know, say, you know, what made you feel that way and start to learn, like so we can be very blind to our good and bad. We don't mm-hmm. necessarily, we're not aware, right. Of, uh, of, if we have a bad or a good bedside manner, or, or right. if the way that we make people feel or whatever it would be. But I, I think that we, I really see private practice as um, sitting in a good place in terms of, The next five years, we have our competition is not going to be coming out of Silicon Valley. It's going to be coming from Walmart Health, who has has tens of you know ten thousand or however many stores. Right? They have the real estate and they have the budget to start launching very competitive pricing. And so, if you're not competing on price, if you're more expensive, why would somebody come to you and start Mm -hmm. start pushing this? Start start really honing into what makes you different. What problem are you solving for your customers? Who are your, who are your target customers? Do you have customer personas set up for them? What are you doing to push that? Because, you know, the, the, the world is changing and COVID really did push this where, you know, grandma has, would never have ordered online groceries, right? Until COVID. And she Mm -hmm. was essentially forced and we saw this huge jump in adoption for for digital um for 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 things that people normally would not do digitally we saw that huge huge jump in virtual visits and all these things and so you know we have to start pushing forward and and understanding what are the ways that we can meet our patients needs uh, better and then that way we're prepared as these changes continue to come and they come fairly quickly
0: Okay, so before we go on, I want to remind the listener about a free resource you can take advantage of today. Look, most health healthcare workers open up private practice to help more people and to make more money. The problem is they lack a clear plan to grow their business, which includes a profitable marketing strategy. Now, that's why I created the Private Practice Marketing Roadmap. It's a free video training series that I walk you through my three pillars of private practice marketing. If you need fresh ideas about marketing yourself as a clinician or your private practice, or you just need a marketing strategy, go to brandyourpractice.com slash roadmap. It's completely free and it will help you generate that pipeline of new clients. So just go to brandyourpractice.com slash roadmap and get started today. All right, so let's go ahead and answer that question. what's What's a private practice a, cl- a doctor, a clinician? what can they do to start thinking about patient first client first as it relates to their digital marketing website?
1: Yeah, I, I would challenge you to um, draw out on a piece of paper what would your practice look like if you knew what you knew what you know now and you could just snap your fingers and have it look different tomorrow. What would that be? Like, how would it be structured? Would you have a different location? Would you offer different products and services? Would you, like what in the world would your practice look like? And I would challenge you to work on that to where it is meeting whatever problem your patients face that you're helping them solve. So if that's ortho and you're you're focusing um, more on like hip and knee, or are you ortho and you're focusing more on sports injuries, um, are you, you know, more in the, uh, OB space where you are just doing, uh, deliveries or high risk, whatever it is for you, who, who are your people that you're going after and how in the world would you structure your, your practice? Because having that end vision, cause it's going to look different than it is now. You're a better, you're a better doctor. You're a better business owner. You're a better uh, physician than you were whenever you started. And that starts to identify your vision. Because you have to know where you're going. Like, what are, what in the, why are you creating a website? Why are <laughs> you creating a social media? Why are you looking to hire somebody to manage this? Why, what, are you, what are you looking for? Because mm-hmm. otherwise, we're, we're just going into a direction without an end state, without an end goal. So it's like, where yeah. are you going? And that vision, typically, you, know, you might decide, um, well, you know what? If I could do it differently, I would probably cut out these types of patients and I would just focus on this. Um, And then I would, you know, I'd love, I think it would make a lot more sense because I'm going to be just going after sports injuries. I I think it would make more sense to be closer to our university. Okay. Well, let's write that stuff down because the way that you structure your digital assets, the way that you structure your business and those small changes that you need to make are going to get you closer to that end vision. But if you don't have an end goal, your um, staff, your nurses, your other physician, physician partners they're all going to wonder where the heck you're going. So it's like what where are you taking your practice? And so yeah. getting that written down is so important because we're not talking about how. We how you there's a 1000 different ways to get you there, but you need to know what. And only you can know what you're going for. That's not our job, that's not your staff's job, that's not anyone else's job. We have to know where what is your end vision for your practice because again just like uber if we knew that we wanted to if our end vision was we want to create a seamless experience where i don't have to carry around cash and i don't have to wait in the rain that's the goal the fact that it's an app and it does this and this and you have to download it and install it that's just that that's how you're going to do it but we still had to have to identify what is that end experience that we're wanting to create and then the path, that roadmap that you're just talking about, the roadmap to get you there can look different depending on your needs, but only you can own the what. Where are you going? And that's important.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's, that's so true. Yeah, it's, you know, there's a lot a lot of private practice practices. They want to be all things to all people, you know, they're, they're, or and I was like you got to define mm-hmm. exactly what you actually do because once you get that, then you can – create the copy and the website you know all that stuff your digital assets around that but right now they're they they do not a lot of private practice owners have a hard time pinpointing like who's that ideal client who do I want to serve who what wakes me up in the morning and to actually define that um because there's uh, there's uh, I mean there's so many things at play like fear (laughs) like like if they niche down too far Mm -hmm. like oh there there won't be anyone who finds me I'm like it's it's the exact opposite like there's people who out there who need your help and services, but you need to be able to speak to them. So when they land on your website, read, interact with videos, social media, whatever, they're going to want to think, you want them to think she gets me and yeah. she can help me or he or she.
1: Because depending on that target audience, your messaging, your website, like maybe you don't, you maybe you don't even shouldn't, you probably shouldn't even have a Facebook page depending on what target audience you're going after. You may even you know, decide to completely shift, you know, all your, your dollars to, um, non-digital, uh, advertising, depending Mm -hmm. on who you're targeting. Like we, who knows, but it's like, if you're going after, um, you know, a very specific, uh, niche of people, but you leave your website and your overall digital assets real obscure, then that's where somebody is going to leave because they don't understand who you are and what you do. Um, and I would even challenge you medicals, medical is even harder. We had in this same usability study for, um, this national hospital chain, we had the most painful three minute ish video I have ever sat through. And I made (laughs) our project sponsors also sit through it, our VP of marketing, because, um, the gentleman could not find, uh, who does, uh, knee surgeries and he had no idea an orthopedic surgeon is the specialty that does knee surgeries and so we actually go into our websites when we're not taking a patient first approach and we use words that don't that are hard to understand and so yes. if, if if you have a practice and you're going after knee surgeries and hip surgeries joint replacement all, all these things well you're going to be completely different than if you're that ortho going after high school and college Sports injuries, right? Mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. your tone and your brain personality is going to be completely different, and so these are the mistakes that you can make. and And that visioning is so important. It's so important. And I and you know Brett and I we've talked about this before, but it's it's really hard to do this. <laughs> and sometimes it's good to have an outside thinker helping you write this stuff down and and to say, okay, who am I? What am mm-hmm. I doing? What do I offer? And you know, I I do this professionally, and I hired. Um, a story brand guide mm-hmm. to help me do this because I struggle even to explain my, my strategy services, right? Cause I live it every day. Yeah, uh, and so it's, it is very difficult, but the visioning is so important because when you get that right, you're excited to go into work. You're excited to grow your practice. You're excited to see your patients because it's who you're wanting to help. And then they're excited to see you because you're that doctor that they have been searching to find. And then yeah. all of a sudden they find you and you, and you guys are just a great fit. And then you start to get that viral in terms of like word of mouth and, mm, and yes, good reviews and all these kinds of things, because now you've, you've found your groove, but mm. it really starts. It's so important to make sure you get your vision, right? Where are you going? Who are you? What are you doing? And, and that's like who are you going to be when you grow up, right? That's right. What, it's important right. to figure that out.
0: Yeah. Jackie, thank you so much for joining me. This was so much Information I need to go back now and think about it and how I can improve my own clients' websites with this patient-first mindset. Um, so, but I'm curious, if people want to uh, get in touch with you and learn more about your services, where can they go to find more about you?
1: Yeah, you can connect with me on branchstrategy.com. I'm also on LinkedIn, uh, which you can find the link off my website, but Jackie Martin, and I would love to connect. I talk about this stuff all the time and uh, really enjoy just getting to talk to other people in the healthcare space and figuring out how we can lift everything together. Uh, what makes healthcare so different than other industries is I think that we're here, and you should you shouldn't be here unless you believe that our, it's we carry a responsibility uh, with us to mm-hmm. to make care better, make access to care better, make. The quality of healthcare better. And so the sharing of information in the healthcare space is always um, a, a good place to be. So I would love to, uh, you know, uh, connect and, and talk about these things.
0: Great. Yeah. And you're very active on LinkedIn. And so definitely check out uh, Jackie's LinkedIn page as well. All right. So thank you so much. That's it, folks. Uh, if you found this conversation useful, subscribe to the podcast and please join me at next time for the Brand Your Practice podcast.